This is the Wild Crime Report for Monday, the 26th of February 2024. I'm wildlife investigator Matt Durrant, and this is your weekly bite-sized update on what's happening around the world in the realm of environmental crime. Let's get into some information. In Hong Kong this week, a man was convicted for smuggling 440 kilograms of pangolin scales that were seized by Hong Kong authorities in 2018 and 2019. 52-year-old Hong Endian was found guilty of possessing and importing an endangered species under Hong Kong's environmental legislation, the Protection of Endangered Species of Animals and Plants Ordinance. His co-accused, Huang Kung Mei, was found not guilty by the judge and walked free. This case related to multiple consignments that were shipped to Hong Kong from Sarawak in Malaysia across a two-month period before they were seized by Hong Kong Customs. The parcels were marked as mascara, but mascara they were not. Following further seizures of pangolin scales smuggled within parcels, Hong Kong Customs then raided a premises, finding more parcels of scales, and arrested both Hong and Huang. Further investigation indicated that the intention was to smuggle the pangolin scales to mainland China from Hong Kong. Hong's sentencing has been stood over till later this week, but... His offences can carry a maximum of 10 years imprisonment and $1.2 million US fine. However, it was noted in reports that the district court, where this case has been heard, can only issue a maximum prison sentence of seven years. Staying in the courtroom, and a couple from Florida, Noel and Kelly Hernandez Quintana, pled guilty this week to illegally importing timber products from China and evading more than $42 million US custom duties. In what was an elaborate and sizable operation, the Quintanas had incorporated multiple US companies using different names of relatives and friends, and then used these companies to illegally import shipments of hardwood and plywood from China without obtaining permits or avoiding the duty tax by not declaring the cargo. This case involved the well-known Lacey Act, the powerful piece of US legislation that can hold traffickers to account for illegally trading in wildlife, fish, and also timber species. This case goes back to 2016, when the Quintanas first started their timber smuggling operation, and the filing by the Department of Justice outlines the sophisticated way they attempted to evade authorities. From falsely declaring the origin of the wood, to even diverting containers to different countries, such as Malaysia, where the timber would be reloaded and sent to the US to hide the Chinese origin. Now, if I'm being honest, these sorts of cases are never sexy, and you'll never hear about them in mainstream headlines covering environmental crime. But it's a good example of how complex environmental criminal networks can be for investigators. Cases like this require patience, the ability to sift through considerable information, shipping data, complex company structures, financial flows through different countries. Not to mention, timber crime can easily run into the millions of dollars worth of criminal gains. So, the fact this case was brought before the court and the defendants pled guilty is a testament to the investigators and prosecutors. Alright, now let's hear about someone smuggling some protected animals. In Thailand this last week, of course... A Mongolian national was caught at Bangkok's Savannabom Airport on his way to the capital of Mongolia, Ulaanbaatar. Within his suitcase was an alphabet soup of protected species. 46 live fish, 8 iguanas, 6 Indian star tortoises, 5 Burmese pythons, 2 Komodo dragons, 
and one reticulated python. Everything but the partridge in a pear tree. The fish were in plastic bags filled with water and sealed, while the rest of the species were in plastic containers, packed and stashed for what would have been a approximately six-hour flight to Ulaanbaatar. With all the reptiles protected on the CITES appendixes, the passenger is likely to be charged under Thailand's wildlife legislation. Of course, my interest would be exactly who is this man working with? Who supplied him with the species? Who bought them? How did they pay for them? Who was the intended recipient? And were they destined for Mongolia? Or was it merely a transit point? Hopefully investigators will be getting answers to these questions and more because couriers aren't kingpins. Now another seizure announced this week, this time over in the Philippines, and 336 giant clamshells were seized by authorities in a small island within Palawan. Giant clams are protected under CITES, and despite being fossilised, the clams are sought after for their ability to be carved and turned into luxury artifacts, similar to the demand for elephant ivory as a priceless carved piece of art. From a conservation perspective, clams are considered very important to preserving the underwater biodiversity, such as serving as a habitat for smaller water creatures. So obviously, a free-for-all to collect and trade clams from the ocean would be hazardous. The operation in the Philippines, while considered a success in utilising their wildlife protection laws, didn't yet lead to any arrests. Hopefully the operation is still in the early stages of investigation. And lastly, an interesting development that could have an impact going forward with respect to the activity of trafficking networks across the world. The 55-nation-strong African Union voted to adopt a ban on donkey skin exports. Now, from talking to a few people in the last week, I suspect some of you are saying, huh, donkey skins? What the hell is all that about? Well, donkey skin trade has flourished for many years. The hide from donkeys contains a gelatin that has been long sought after in traditional Chinese medicine, or TCM, as well as being an ingredient in other food products. And while China have their own local donkey population, demand has outstripped supply for some years now. So donkey skins have become a popular export from all around Africa. Initially as a legally exportable commodity, but gradually with different countries intervening and using various legislation to restrict or even prevent the trade. So now, this ruling by the African Union will leave no one in any doubt. This may sound cynical, but perhaps one of the biggest drivers of this ban is not necessarily that these nations have love and affection for the donkey, but it's more to do with donkeys being critical to the transport and agricultural industries of many communities. And with farmers and rural communities seeing their beloved workers stolen, killed, and then onsold for this overseas demand, the financial and social impact to hardworking African businesses is a viable threat to their future and livelihoods. In recent years, environmentalists have actually claimed that the donkey is the most trafficked mammal, more so than pangolins. So perhaps this ban will be a game changer. And hopefully, law enforcement agencies are up to the challenge. And that is the Wild Crime Report for this week. I'm Matt Darren. Until next time, stay wild and keep the animals there too. 